There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, fuckers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable way to start this podcast. Hey, Joe. Well, that's what I'm here for. What's up, Joe? Hi, buddies. I heard, like, holiday music in the background. Are you standing around the Yule? (laughs) Masturbating? (laughs) No, that's not hot. Here, I'll turn it back up. That's, uh, can you hear that? That's how, that's, that's, uh, that Burl Ives. That's old Burl Ives. No. No, Sounds like parking uh, garage music. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Gee, unit, why are you going after coming him? out firing? I'm sorry. <laughs> a late night last night. So strange. That is so strange. You know that's uh, that was Elizabeth Cook. Uh, Elizabeth Cook, a song called "Bad Decisions," uh, which G Unit just made, coming off of another fantastic week. Well, neither here nor there. Yeah, let's. Where are the records from last week? Let's be careful. They got to be at sea. Ga- did anybody go above 500? No. no. I was 500. No, no. I had a bad beat, though. Uh-oh, we got a bad beat story. Mm. Everybody likes a good bad beat story. Oh, nothing nothing, nothing will match up with my two bad beat stories, but continue on, Pete. Well, that, that first game, that App State, Arkansas State, we had two two interceptions in the end zone, some missed field goals. There's like 17 points left on the board. Uh, and you pushed it. Oh. No, I, I lost Boy, that's it. that's so sad. Yeah, I see sure. Joe pushed Man, Could have easily been a Villa. Over three. Yeah, I, I pushed. Yeah, I pushed that one. That's not as Fuck bad that as was. Brown's push, though. Missing that fucking extra point with eleven seconds to go. Oh uh, uh, yeah, would have made it a four-point game. I got a push that out of that. Well, at the same up. time, you were, you were pretty lucky to get the the touchdown. I mean, I I had the cover. Oh well. Before the oh, eleven sure. seconds. Sure, sure. It's also unfortunate that I missed an over in the Steelers and Titans by a fucking hook as well. Um, that so over did the cover. It pushed. Nope. It ended Sweetheart up. Sweetheart Tisa No, it ended up. It ended up at fifty-one when we made our little picks. I was at fifty-one and a half, so I lost by a hook. I was on that Sweetheart teaser. Which one was that? Well, that the, I don't know what the other game. Both were. my Sweetheart te- my Sweetheart teaser strategy did not work. Oh, I didn't take yours. Oh, okay. But good. I took. Uh, I put Pittsburgh in, in one of mine. Well, here are the records from last week. I went two and four. Uh, Prod Joe because he's pushing soccer over went <laughs> one and three. Uh, Gangster Pete went three and three. G Unit two and three. Uh, Prod Joe and I both won our locks. I was on the Falcons and Lions under, and Prod Joe was on Ohio State minus twenty six. Uh, so the records as they stand at this moment: uh, Gangster Pete is leading seventeen and thirteen, two and three in his locks. Prod Joe is in second, fifteen and thirteen, four and one in his locks. I am in third, 13 and 17, 1 and 4 in my locks. Finally got on the board in the lock. And G Unit, the seller, 12 and 17, 2 and 3 with the locks. G Unit, what do you have to say for yourself? I think, you know, this is our third season doing this, and I think it's been the exact same every year. I start out slow, and then I come back. And uh... do you do it intentionally? <laughs> no, no. You know, but I, yeah. it just takes time to get to know these teams, uh, get acclimated to the new season and this 
season particularly is a bit mm-hmm. unusual. Uh, but I expect, as as per my norm, to... Uh, You're going to write this ship. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Producer Joe. Where are you, Joe? Do you go to an office or are you at home? I'm at home, brother. All right. Sorry. I am at home. All right. Uh, with Home Loan Expert, Ryan Kelly. I'm talking with that Ryan Kelly. God, he's got a good thing going. He's got a good staff going. If you're looking to buy a home or refinance, go online at the Home Loan Expert. Dot com. He is the studio sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. We have questions from the audience on, uh, I don't know, my, hell, Pete and I record it whenever. Monday we recorded it this week. Uh, you can email in your questions anytime you want. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Your opinions, your erotic stories, Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. And we read everything. You can motherfuck me. We read it. Uh, Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. And then we have pick six. And it's all from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. And Gangster Pete and I have been doing sound stories left and right. Left and right. We're booking up for the holidays. Up and down, left yeah. and right. Yeah, for real. Uh, if you're interested in a sound story, whether it be your family coming in and talking about your parents, parent, grandparents, whatever the case might be, uh, which is what my brothers and sister did last year uh, for a Christmas gift, email me, tmckernan at InsideSTL.com, uh, or you want to have your relative interviewed, uh, tmckernan at InsideSTL.com. And I think we're going to have a website up next week, mysoundstory.com. Uh, so there it is. Uh, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategy, sponsor for the phone lines when producer Joe appears on the phone lines for the Pick 6 podcast. Mark Hanna is online at evergreenstl.com, evergreenstl.com. Everybody needs somebody in the financial world, especially at this time of year when things are wrapping up, especially at this time of year with the election coming up. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. You hear Mark every Thursday on the Ryan Kelly Morning After and you hear the kind of person he is. He helps everyday people every day. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Uh, before we go to our uh, college football NFL picks, I am going to Bovada, where as of this moment, Joe Biden is minus 190. This will be our last uh, pick six pre-election. He was minus 170 before last week's debate. He has moved up to minus 190. If you had to wager, if you had to wager, having nothing to do with your preference, although I think in this on this podcast you would have three Biden votes and one Trump vote. I believe that's the case, although I haven't done any Gallup polling. It has nothing to do with what now Biden's 180, by the way. It's uh, 180. It was 190. Well, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> they, heard, they heard us talking about it. Uh, Trump is plus 150. So you bet 100 on Trump, you win 150. You bet 180 on Biden, you win 100. Where would you put your money? Uh, G-Unit, I'll start with you. Well, uh, I have put my money. Oh, where, you have? Uh, pretty, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I had to... I maxed it out on the the one site, so I had to go through a buddy to to max his out. Wow! So I'm what are on, you maxing on? On Biden, I got him at I had Biden at plus one ten several months when? ago. Yeah, I think hell, I think it might have even be it had to be pre COVID, right? I don't know. And then I got him at minus one ten. Well, if it was pre COVID, it's when he was looking like he was seventh in the Democratic uh, candidates. Well, no, wasn't it determined by then, like late February? No, no, South Carolina was when, really kind of the turning point. When was yeah. that? Mm, it was either late February oh, or early March. You know what my but he was be- plus seven fifty. You know what my bet is? It's not for Biden. It's that Trump is not reelected. So it, I I had the field against him at plus at plus one ten and then minus one ten. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I, uh, okay. I, I would take that bet again. Uh, so you would lay the, but you're minus one eighty here if you're betting this. I, you know, just uh, I, I probably wouldn't do that from a betting standpoint, and also from an emotional standpoint. You get uh, double hit. I actually may, if these, I don't know what I'm, I, I, I would probably put money on Trump under those circumstances. Value play, plus 150. What, you know what would be an interesting exercise is, is what is the prediction as far as the electoral college goes? Let me see if I can find any numbers on that. Because my site doesn't have that. I will that. tell you, I, I will tell you while you're discussing this and looking up, just before the election in 2016, Hillary Clinton was minus 300. I thought it was minus 500, Joe. Oh, it was, and, no, and even that I, night it got up, I think, to minus 900 early. Really? Like right when, when the, the poll started to be released. Crap, I was, I was minus 500. It's such 500. a difficult thing to Yeah, I mean, so, so when people about. go, well, look at the odds. It's like, well, well, okay, fine, look at the odds for Hillary Clinton. The odds don't mean that it's going to happen. The odds are odds. So based on that, I mean, it's two just, to one. But be, that still means that Trump theoretically has a 33% chance to win. That's what that math would tell you if you are operating off a of two to one. It's not exactly two to one. It's minus 180. But and you, you know what a lot of Trump people say, and, and I get it, that when you drive around the country, all you see is Trump signs, you know. But not I in mean, my neighborhood. Yeah, not mine either. I mean, I see a lot of Biden signs, and, and kind of, uh, some of them are But more... I'll tell you this, you know, from talking about it on the podcast, I had some uh, police officers in West County, probably shouldn't give these specific areas, but who listen to the podcast and say, we have an issue with people having their Trump signs stolen off their yard, out of their front yards. Yeah, the one guy put razor blades on his sign, cut up a guy's hand trying to remove it. No way. Yeah. Really? I hadn't heard that story. Th- yeah, is that a local I think, story? I think it, no, it was in Michigan. It was a national story. Yeah. Really? I think they claimed it was accidental razor blade placement. <laughs> An accidental razor blade. <laughs> I accidentally stored my razor blades on my Trump sign. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Joe, uh, where would you put your vote? Uh, I said it a couple weeks ago. I, uh, I think Biden will end up winning. Um, I, I also feel as though... Like I said, I can look out my, my front window and, and see Biden signs um, just based on uh, while well, I live in the city. So um, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe that signage and stickers or whatever is necessarily an indicator uh, on, on, you know, overall uh, the picture of things. I, I especially agree really with that being the case when you that. live in a city i'm not talking about the city of st louis i'm talking about the yeah. city in general which i think yeah. was a fact of people I, I, underestimating trump's chances in 2016 people don't yeah, proud well not everybody so. some people proudly proclaim their support of donald trump some people reluctantly support and some people are like oh i support him but i'm sure as hell i'm not going to say it that kind of thing so they're not going to have a sign or a bumper sticker there's just so many yeah. crazy things going on in this election that that it can't be compared to anything else. I mean, I right about now, it with, there's, so, there's so Joe, riots. you would be on Biden real quickly because I do want to get into that. Uh, Pete, because yeah, this, this, this is the one I'm most yeah. interested in hearing is gangster Pete, because gangster Pete, and I've been talking about it now on, on questions from the audience for how many months, Pete? I mean, shit, eight, nine. Yeah. Something like that. And, I, uh, uh, and he's so, he's been on, on Trump and not happy about, not happy about saying it. And I'm curious where we're six days from the election as we record this. Yeah, my, my vote's going to Biden, but I would put my money on Trump. How about I th- that? I think he's going to win. How about that? So you really do think he's going to win? I do. I think there's so many people that are afraid to say they're voting for him. I am. I going. agree. That's the signage thing. That's the, right. the, the lack of signage and all that. Now when I, every time I so, point that out on the podcast. You get killed. Well, I mean, I get killed for everything. Yeah. But, but 
uh, every time I put it on the podcast, a few people, not I don't want to make it sound like, like 20 people, but like three or four, will say, well, the, the polls have adjusted for the people who are ashamed to admit they're voting for Trump factor. <laughs> have they? From 16, yeah. How do they do that? I, I don't know, but that's what I, I get. I get it. You know, I'm not, I'm not mocking <laughs> the people who send the emails. I'm just saying that that, that that was something that they were off on in 16 and that they have somehow, and I don't know, I really don't know how you quantify so they, unless you just give a bump to Trump. Add, there's two, it's a two-question poll. They ask you who you're voting for, and then the second question is, did you lie because you're embarrassed to vote for Trump, to admit you're voting for Trump? I mean, each side has an excuse for everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly would not call myself an enthusiastic Joe Biden voter. No. I mean, I watch this stuff, and I'm just like, how? And then I would imagine my, I mean, I, I think my dad and I, we both understand, you know, I went over there, I took Jameson over there yesterday, and Fox News is on. I mean, you can't be watching that at 3 in the afternoon and being like, I know, I'm watching it, but I'm all for Biden. So I kind of understand where the program is. I know where the program has always been, where the program has been ever since I've been alive, you know. Um, but uh, he, he, he says, boy, how do we wind up with this shit, Timmy? <laughs> Both these guys. That's how I feel, too. And I remember in 16, I voted for Hillary. And I remember, I think, Joe, back when you were producing, uh, I mean, like way back when, like at the beginning of the show. And I think I said, I, think I said, I don't know what circumstance would lead to me voting for Hillary Clinton. And sure enough, we actually had a circumstance where I would vote for Hillary Clinton. And now I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, this how does this happen? I mean, I know how it happened. I, I mean, as far as like how it happened with the Democrats having to put forth Biden. But mm-hmm. God, ah, it's just, it's they just have so four years, four years to run somebody. Four years to run somebody, and this is what they ended up with. Yeah, I understand. But I don't think it's necessarily what they ended up with. I think it was a coordinated effort to go, okay, well, Buttigieg and Klobuchar don't have the support in certain demographics that are going to be necessary to win. We don't want Sanders, so therefore, what's our other choice? And that's why I was talking about Biden having value at plus 750, because I saw that they could kind of force the candidate through, so to speak. Did you make that bet? I remember you Uh, talking about it. I did not make the bet. I did not make the bet. The issue is the site that we use is not, I, I got to find a better place to go because I love live betting and the site we all use is not a live betting friendly site at no. all. I loved the Rays on Saturday night in game four. It's like the only World Series game I really watched when they came back, the best game of the, you know? Oh, yeah. And you couldn't live bet it. Even going into the bottom of the ninth, you couldn't live bet it. I just, I mean, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I get it. It's a, you know, well, random guy, but. There's options, Timmy. I know. I, I mean, but I hate using Bovada. You know, I mean, oh. Bitcoin. Super were you refreshing? Easy. You refresh it. Oh hell yeah! And it wasn't. There was no. Yeah. Well, were you watching on YouTube TV? Uh, it, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I was refreshing. Even I, I oh, have yeah. it up the whole time because I'm like, I love when Kenley Jansen's in and 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 then shorting the op- or short, shorting the Dodgers. That was the thought process. And Arozarena was going to get the hit as long as one Ray reached base. And then sure enough, I wonder what those odds would have been at that point. I think somebody like, texted in plus about 900? it. I would think that it was probably, I don't know about plus 500, maybe plus 500 once Phillips got up. Either way, uh, uh, either way, um, I was listening to a podcast and I posted this because what I've been, now the thing that I think is interesting here, and Joe, I'll ask you as a guy, an un, I, I think all of us, I don't know, maybe G-Unit, you would perhaps be the most enthusiastic Biden voter, but I'm not an enthusiastic Biden voter. I'm enthusiastic to cast my vote against Donald Trump. That's how I would describe myself. It's the second most enthusiastic I've been voting in my life. But it's not because of for somebody. It's against somebody. Um, Was your first time against somebody? Was I was a huge fan of Barack Obama's. So you and I are the same. In 2008. You and I are the same. Um, 
but I was a huge fan of John McCain's as well until he selected Palin. And I felt like that's, I think that is the moment in American history where bad shit was normalized. Um, and we're, here we are 12 years later paying for it. Uh, but digressing, uh, with regards to, uh, the circumstances of next Tuesday, a podcast I posted it. And I think most people actually adhere to this. This is on the TMA fan page because inevitably people who, you know, don't read an article or listen to the podcast. That is the topic of the thread will then come in with their talking points. And it was a podcast titled what if, and they played out four scenarios, both Republicans and Democrats. Like, what would you, what do you, if this happens, did you listen to this Pete? Cause no, I think I you saw, would find this I really interesting. I, yeah, I think you'd find it, it really interesting. I'll check it out. Um, and not because of this is what we want to happen. Okay, this happens. How does Fox News react? How does CNN react? How does MSNBC react? How does the Republican Party react? How does the Democrat Party? How does the White House react? How does the Biden camp react? And then they play out all the scenarios. I am of the opinion November 3rd, 2020 will be written about for decades to come. I feel like we are on the verge of something that I can't predict what it's going to be. I just expect all hell to break loose. There'll be a college class called I, November 3rd, I, I truly do. Yeah, I suppose no the only way that doesn't happen is if there is a landslide on either side. I suppose that also still could happen even if there's a landslide. I think we will hear about a county that we've never heard about as we are recording this. I hate that shit. Yeah. And you're going to, it's going to be a mainstream term this time next week. I think there will be at least an incident that will be talked about for years to come. But here is the question I'm asking you, gentlemen. It's a yes or no. Can you see Donald Trump conceding the election? No. That's from the guy who's voting for Donald Trump. And to me, if you do operate off that premise, do you guys operate off that premise as well? Oh, yeah. Okay, now Pete's 75% confident that he will. I think if it's clear that he's lost, he will. But you don't think it's going to be clear that he loses, so that's true, too. So that, and to me, if you operate off the premise that that's what you think, then then I don't know how you don't have some semblance of chaos. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know what's cr- oh, I I I've completely agreed with you because I've heard you say this on on, yeah, on the pod. But I, seven, what's eight, what's interesting months, about this is that now we've got you know that thing in Philadelphia and, and apparently the you know those type of uh, protests and 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 riots it spreads like wildfire. Mm-hmm. So if that's still going on six days from now. I mean, we're going to have protests on one issue and then joined by protests on another issue. It's going to be it's going to be something. I mean, it's not something I, it's like I have a buddy who's like a hardcore Democrat, not even like a Biden guy, but a hardcore Democrat. And I think I might have said this on one of the podcasts or the radio show. I have no idea. But the, he's like, oh, I might vote on Trump or my bet on Trump for emotional risk management. But then it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to lose a bunch of money. But at least, you know, at that point he would be out of office. I, there's no way you can bet any of this, but I just, and I want to be wrong. I want the, after the fact, social media guy to be trolling me like crazy next Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. If things are calm, you were wrong. You were, you know, you, you were, you were so concerned about all hell breaking loose, but I am of the opinion that all hell is going to break loose. I don't know how, I just don't know how not it will happen. You know, I don't know the why, I don't know the what's, I don't know the who. Well, I know one of the who's, but I could certainly see Biden conceding. But then I see a bunch of people protesting that and saying it was rigged uh, or there was voter suppression. And then if Biden were to win, I, of course, can see Trump saying what he's been saying, which is it was rigged and there was voter fraud in the mail in ballots or the scenario that this podcast that I uh, that I make, I should it's, it's uh, WNYC and it's titled What If uh, Radio Lab. Um, they present that it is that. 
Trump is winning based on the ballot box on November 3rd. But the and so they announce that they have won and they demand that Biden concedes Fox News and that bubble, you know, it's like, well, you know, Trump has won. Why isn't Biden conceding? And they're like, well, the, the mail-in votes haven't been counted. And it's close enough where he needs to hold off. And then you have tension. Trump instructs his people to get his legislators activated. The Democratic Committee or Biden instruct their people to get their legislators activated. And then, then, then you go into constitutional law. And it depends on your interpretation of it. But when you listen to this and you hear yeah. it, and then you go, what? and then and with the thing, the, the overall theme I will say for this, because I doubt many people are going to listen to 35 minutes of this, uh, and it is almost like a college lecture with constitutional law. So you got to, you know, it's not as easy as jerking yourself off to what Hannity has to say or Rachel Maddow has to say. I mean, that's, you know. But uh, so if you do want to go through it, the thing that they said is in each four games that they played, each four scenario they played, both sides were most concerned with how quickly it got into chaos. How, and how easily and how quickly and how believable it is that it gets into chaos. I don't really know how it doesn't. I don't know how next Tuesday is not something that, and listen, I, I mean, my God, more, I don't know, I don't want to say more than anybody, but as somebody who has put a variety of substantial decisions in his life on hold simply because of next Tuesday, I want it to be calm, but I'm telling you that my fear is that that is not going to happen. So that is my reasoning. So I was curious what you guys, who I know are coming from different perspectives, what your thoughts are. So, Joe, you do not see him conceding. No. Even if it's an overwhelming loss. Uh, no. What in the last four years has led you to believe? <laughs> well, I'm not of the down. opinion that he <laughs> will, but I'm just trying to present a scenario in which you will. Because I was really surprised when Pete said he thought 75% the, that he would. Now, again, Pete thinks he's going to win, so it's not that he thinks... I think it's overwhelming that makes it worse. I mean, I, I, I think he's less likely to concede if he gets blown out. I mean, I was reading right before we started the podcast, the Cook uh, political report, and now Texas is considered a toss-up. If he loses Texas and it's a landslide, that at that point, I would think, you know, I would think. I can't imagine Texas, though, going to Biden. So, I mean, we're playing off of things that just I don't really consider to be real. But, I mean, who fucking knows at this point? Uh, you're always welcome to send in emails. You can motherfuck me. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Uh, Gangster Pete, you were the leader last week at 3-3. Three and three, So, right. you are the leadoff hitter this week. What's good, fam? Let's get this paper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start off Friday in the Big Ten. Minnesota travels to Maryland. Uh, Maryland scored three points on 270 yards against Northwestern last week, lost 43-3. to uh, Minnesota got rolled by Michigan, but they're a good team. They're going to be pissed off. Uh, I think they're going to be excited to play after a short rest, get that Michigan game out of their heads, and I think they're going to run all over a bad Maryland defense. So I'm going to take Minnesota minus 19-and-a-half at Maryland. Wow. Next. <laughs> We head out to the SEC, where we have fight the Georgia Tiger? Bulldogs oh, against the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Kentucky proved to me last week that they can't pass the ball. I think <laughs> they've kind of had that theme for a while. Yeah, I mean it's worse than I thought it was. And uh, Georgia is going to stuff the run, so they'll be one dimensional. I mean Kentucky's thrown for less than 100 yards in two of the last three. Kind of like where you're going with this gangster, Pete, because I was looking at that game. 
Yeah. I didn't know if Kentucky would be in a bounce back mode and Georgia would just kind well, of get And you got to think Georgia, they've had two weeks to think about that second half against Alabama. Uh, so they're probably mm. going to be fired up to play this game. So I think Georgia rolls Kentucky, Georgia minus 15. He can get Georgia minus three on a sweetheart teaser. Oh, Ooh, I oh. like, I love that. I think you can get Florida minus three on a sweetheart. Teaser. Uh, Pete and I want the Tigers to fight. That's right. Fight, Tiger, fight. Uh, so that, I think so, they're going to wear anthracite too. Some kind of buzzing. My next game, we're going to stay in the SEC and we are going to talk about those Tigers. You're heading down to the oh, swamp. Oh, you are going. We're heading down to the swamp. Uh, and I like, I really like the over in this game of 61 and a half. Every Florida game has gone over easily. Trask has been fantastic. Their passing de- or offense is really good. And on the other side, their defense is really bad, giving up 33 points a game. So I think the game flow is going to be similar to that Mizzou LSU game. There's going to be a lot of points, and it's going to go over 61 and a half pretty easy. Uh, Bam and LSU scored on the Tigers pretty easily, and I see Florida having a similar offense to those teams. So... I will take Mizzou over 61 and a half. And for all of those same reasons, I'm also taking Mizzou plus 13. Wow. Fight, Tiger. So uh, I don't really have anything else more to say about that. I think at the worst, we're looking at a backdoor cover from the Tigers to cover that 13. That coacher. Oh, that's the worst case scenario. Well, <laughs> then you got to put some money on it. That's the worst case scenario. Florida, they're. You they're... could sweetheart tease the Tigers up to plus 25, Gangster Pete. Oh, I love it. Wow. And tease Georgia down to minus three. Wow. Give me a quarter. Oh, Woo. My word. You can't see the Tigers losing that game by, by four touchdowns? No, I cannot. <laughs> for, no, for, for teaser purposes, I think that would be one of the worst possible teaser bets you could ever make. Well, I didn't say I was going to make that teaser bet, did I? I said I was going to take Mizzou plus 13, <laughs> pal. Saying, right. <laughs> Listen, I learned my lesson last week. Yeah, my sweetheart teaser strategy imploded. It imploded before I gave it out of the gate. Mizzou's going to fight hard. Mizzou's going to fight hard the whole game, and uh, that Florida defense is not good. You look at their their results; they've given up a lot of points to everybody they've played. Uh, G unit, you go. Do you have one more? Yeah, one more uh, before my lock. I uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the marquee game of the weekend: Ohio State at Penn State. I'm curious what you think on this. I think that this is Ohio State showcase game. They play a bunch of teams that they should. They should beat easily. They aren't going to look good. They want to get a better ranking in the college football playoff. They need to put on an impressive performance here. So I'm going to take Ohio State minus 12. Uh, I think I don't think Penn State, without the wideout crowd behind them, it's going to be a little more of a struggle. I think there's some infighting about their coach's decision-making, and uh, I think that it'll be close for a little bit, but then Ohio State will pull away, and I like Ohio State minus 12. Was anyone – on this dais or on the Mark Hanna Everett Green Wealth Strategy phone lines, watching Penn State Indiana at the tail end of that. I'm not talking I, about I overtime. I watched. Pete I watched most of that game because I had Indiana. Indiana last week. So I watched it and I had put a parlay together that it was like a five game parlay, and the only thing that wasn't looking like it was going to hit was the over on Penn State Indiana. And oh, wow. so the way to cover was to put just 25 bucks on the under and just hedge it. The total 41 and a half. The score after Indiana missed on their fourth and 20 was 21 to 20. Now, again, it's a $25 bet. This isn't really a great bad beat story because you're not talking about a huge amount of money. But I was watching because of that. And they're showing Penn State celebrating on the sidelines as Indiana turned the ball over on downs. Penn State takes it back. I think it was first intended about the Indiana 15 with a minute 50-ish left. 
Indiana had one timeout. In my mind, I just wanted to make sure that Penn State was going to kneel on it, and then I would flip to another game to make sure I could cash in my $25 and just have a fucking pony. (laughs) So then they finally, after showing all these celebration shots, like they had beaten the Buckeyes and not the Hoosiers, they go to the, the, the line of scrimmage, and I see James Franklin has him in a shotgun formation. What the fuck's he doing? And I immediately hearkened back to the Mike Francesa audio <laughs> when Francesa's going batshit about Franklin calling a timeout when Georgia State, I think your alma mater producer, Joe, was about to kick a field goal down 56 to nothing, and Franklin called a timeout <laughs> to get his special teams unit on the field to try to block the field goal because I guess he wanted to keep the shutout, and Francesa went absolutely batshit. And I'm thinking to myself, Franklin is going to try and score a touchdown here because a one-point win in Bloomington doesn't look good. Sure enough, they run a play. The guy scores the touchdown. Franklin, at least on the sidelines, is making it look like he's pissed off that the guy scored the touchdown. But they did. And Indiana let him in, and they're holding up their hands like that's a touchdown. He's got a touchdown. So they get the ball back. They go down the field. They score a touchdown. It goes in overtime where Indiana wins. James Franklin kneels on that football. If you do the math, they call a timeout at 145. 40 seconds then roll off the clock. Now it's a second down. It, it, I mean, it, it, the best case scenario for Indiana is they get the ball back with, what, about 15 seconds on their own 15 with with no timeouts. Yeah, I, I thought I had that game won. I thought they were just going to kick the field goal, and I had Indiana plus six and a half. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. So exactly. I was watching it like, yeah. what the fuck are they doing? right. And then luckily, I mean, I really, I really don't. And then he blamed his running back, you know, his 19 year old running back. It's like, dude, why didn't you kneel on the football? So he cost himself. I mean, can you imagine like if that were against Ohio State? I just don't think he'd do it against Ohio State. It's against Ohio State. 2120 is good enough against Indiana. 2120 makes people go, oh, Penn State, a little wobbly. But then you go and you beat Ohio State and you control your own destiny. Yeah. People forget about that. Absolutely. That was, I mean, listen. I have not. I mean, it was twenty five dollars, so it wasn't a huge deal. But if that was Missouri, oh yeah, I would be going fucking crazy about that. That was so poorly mismanaged. And the reason I bring it up, you pick Ohio State. I'm curious if Penn State, who played a really good game, right, defensively, Indiana couldn't get anything going. Who played a really good game? If they now are just like fuck, man, you know, we're zero one, we lost to Indiana. I don't even know if we can get in anymore. I think they could. Or if they then, or if they respond, I'm really curious to see how Penn State responds, and they could respond well. And Ohio State's so talented, it might not matter. That was my last game on the sheet because I wasn't sure about because that part of that of emotional it. variance. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's that's what I'm. That's why I'm kind of digging into it. That's why I wanted to because that Dude, was a game that was game? handed over by I, I think selfish. I don't want to say selfishness, but I, an irresponsible decision by the coach. That's what I think happened there. Sandusky. Sandusky. Poor decision making. G unit, that's a perfect transition to you. I believe <laughs> by going two and three, you are up next. Wow. Yep. Uh, so this 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 week's a very interesting week, I think. I think it's a great week. Lots of division rivalries in the NFL. So I'm gonna go four division rivalry dogs and a couple overs. Uh would have been my lock of the week, but it, it won't be because of weather uh, possible possible poor conditions. Uh, New England, Buffalo, 43 over. Now, these offenses got off to an unbelievably fast start. Uh, in the first three weeks of the season, New England was averaging 29 points a game, and Buffalo was averaging over 30 points a game. So this line, if it was made 
after those first few weeks would probably be 56, 57. I mm. mean, but now these last three weeks, New England, oh man, they've looked terrible. Yeah, they're, they have. They're averaging. Cammy, Cammy, new, new. Oh. I don't. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but I, I I expect him to to bust out of it. But they're averaging nine points these last three losses, and even uh, Buffalo's slowed down. They're just seventeen these last three Did weeks. You see, Buffalo didn't punt last week, and they only scored eighteen points. Yeah, they kicked I six really, field goals and missed two. That's crazy. And so yeah, so you do Jets have some, some bucket of yes, shit freakish conditions, and that might have been a Vegas special getting the Jets, you know, to cover a game that uh, that no one expected them to. So. I, I mean, I, I think that this is a major overcorrection. The only thing that scares me on the on the over at 43 here is that the weather forecast is— It's 42 and a half, by the way. Oh, hey, Joe, you're always hooking me up with these better lines. Uh, thank you very much. That's what I'm here for. 42 and a half over. Um, you know, but it, it might be raining and windy, high of 50 in Buffalo. But, you know, we saw in, in Denver this past weekend against the Chiefs— you're not always guaranteed an under just because you have inclement weather, right? Could mm-hmm. go either way. So that's a good bet. 42 and a half over. I'm going to take New England plus three and a half in that game too. And I'll go with the Pats until Belichick gets it right because you know he's going to. Um, I, I, I cannot believe what happened to them last week. I mean, pr- probably his worst game of his career. I mean, I would think. I mean, they're... It wasn't a particularly bad spot for him. They're coming off two losses all, already, and then, and then that, and, and obviously you got to look at Cam, and and boy, he's got to he's got to get this shit right, or he's not going to be playing much longer. I mean, it might be his last, not only his last game next week, but could, but could be his last last time in the NFL. It's been a decade since he was Wardam Eagle. I get the logic, but I would love to see the Patriots just eat shit, gangster Pete. Yeah, I I uh, I don't. I'm not really. Form or against him, one way or the other, as far as that goes. I mean, I I just respect Belichick as a that, that's just a personal opinion as a coach. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Um, San Francisco plus three at Seattle, another divisional underdog. Fifty four percent of the public's on Seattle. You know, every week Seattle's a close game. I know it. Everyone says that, but it's just true. I mean, no matter what, I saw. You know, when they were up, uh, what by by ten, 10 against against Arizona. And they showed Russ on the sideline, just kind of with a shit-eating smile. And I'm thinking, I bet you he is is thinking about what he's going to say in his post-game congratulatory <laughs> talk when they're up by ten. I mean, all uh, all they do is win these close games, and then they they shit the bed. And I I just don't think that they can beat a San Francisco defense by more than three points. Um, and especially, you know, it's at Seattle, but it's the home the home crowd is is not there. So I like this. Uh, this to be a, a close game and San Francisco to maybe win outright. They've been looking a lot, lot better lately. Next game, Denver plus three against the Chargers in Denver. And this is just a situation, another divisional rivalry game. The Chargers are so young. Uh, and You're getting three and a half there. <clears throat> oh, it, it just keeps going. Producer Joe. Keeps going. You guys are working together this year. Yeah, we, we have become quite a, a team, haven't we, Joe? <laughs> well, I just, I, just, I just want to make sure that we're factual. Nothing more, nothing less. That's great. Well, you know, the shitty thing is, is that I locked all these in when I was doing my research, so I've got the bad lines um, for real purposes. But in any event, the Chargers are just a young team, and, uh, and, and it's tough to go to that altitude for the first time and Denver, I think, uh, is going to be bouncing back this week because Locke had probably the worst game of his 
career, probably his football career. It's tough to, to beat four interceptions and, and no touchdowns. So uh, I expect Denver to come out playing, and they're going to cover the three and a half. What do I got left? One, one more? I mean, they're your fucking picks. Pittsburgh plus three and a half <laughs> at Baltimore. Another divisional rivalry underdog. This is the game of the weekend, noon on Sunday. You know, it, it is interesting that Baltimore five and one. And how about how about how about we get the line right there too? Because what's that one? Four. Boom. It's four. You're getting four. I yeah. mean, so every one of my games has moved my direction. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Well, it's Wednesday, so I wouldn't put too much into it. Huh? <laughs> it opened at six. It opened at six. Yeah, I saw that. What yeah. sense does that make? Huh. Well, I, I, I think it's going to be a close game like these two teams play all the time. And, um, and what I was going to say was it's interesting that Baltimore's 5-1, and one, Pittsburgh 6-0. and oh. A lot of people are t- saying Pittsburgh might be the best team in the NFL, the only undefeated team left. But right now, Baltimore's Jeez. favored to win their division. They're minus 120 and Pittsburgh's minus 115. So clearly, uh, Vegas thinks that these two teams uh, – Baltimore is probably going to get the better of Pittsburgh in the in the heads up matchup. Uh, one unfortunate part: Pittsburgh's number two public money at seventy three percent. But as my friend Gangster Pete likes to say, sometimes the public gets it right. Mm. Sometimes chalks wins, baby. Uh, I am up next, and uh, a lot of people are buzzing about my picks as I am sitting at thirteen and seventeen, one and four in my locks. Uh, I actually did look at these. Still better than G Unit. <clears throat> Wow, we were getting off. <laughs> it was looking Joe good. Restore order. Uh, I'll start things off with what I do every Thursday, and that is take the over on the Thursday night game. I really like it with the possibility of Christian McCaffrey's return. It looks like he will. He's off IR. And uh, they are taking on the Falcons, 49 and a half. My lock last week was the Falcons and Lions under. Short week this week, Thursday night football, two bad defenses. Panthers, Falcons, over. Ship it. Ship, ship, ship it. Uh, I think I might win the million on DraftKings tomorrow night, too. So uh, you can play this back after I do. Yeah, no, it's exciting for everybody. I'll give you guys a small taste of that. Uh, Bears and Saints. I will take the Bears plus four in Chicago. Seahawks, 49ers. I will take the over of 53.5 that game in Seattle on Sunday afternoon. Clemson hosting Boston College. Dabo Swinney pissed off with the line of questioning after they beat Syracuse (laughs) by 20-plus points. I think he's going to just absolutely sodomize Boston College (laughs) minus 31 as he is one to do. And somehow a team that usually kind of squeaks by might show up in the college football playoff and then experience sodomy oftentimes at the hands of Clemson himself. Notre Dame and Brian Kelly's running up the score this year. And producer Joey's got your rambling wreck at Georgia Tech this week. And I know you're not high on them. And I'm going to lay the 20 and a half with the fighting Irish. Like it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> that was a good air filler right there. Don't edit that out. <laughs> Leave it in. It'll speak volumes about the commitment to excellence of this podcast. Carolina, Atlanta over 49 and a half. Bears minus, or excuse me, plus four at home against the Saints. Uh, Seahawks 49ers over 53 and a half. Clemson minus 31. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. That's what I got before nope, we go. Nope, nope. It's, uh-oh, what do I got? You got Notre Dame at just t- minus 20. How about producer Joe? Wow. He's not even the holidays yet, and he's in the giving spirit. He's handing out treats to everybody he really except me. Is. He really is. 
Uh, there that is. James Carlton, there he is. Here he is in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. He's my insurance agent. Why isn't he your insurance agent? What are you doing wrong? Why isn't he your insurance agent? He's a great guy. He's got an incredible staff who he continues to see grow. And, uh, and he does so because he wants to make sure all of his clients have the best customer service. James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net for life, for home, for auto, for making sure that everything is taken care of. James Carlton, Webster Grove State Farm Insurance Agency, truly is the best. I am so happy. I made that switch. I also made the switch to design air, heating, and cooling. Seth Goldcamp. We all know Seth. We all know he's a great guy, and he's doing this in 2020. Teachers, nurses, doctors, law enforcement, and firefighters, they get free furnace tune-ups to make sure your heating system is operating safely this winter. No strings attached either. This is all at design air, heating, and cooling. No other purchase is necessary. Just design air wanting to thank all these frontline workers for their extraordinary efforts in 2020. To schedule your free tune-up or to get more information about the rebate, Please visit designairservice.com, Design Air, heating and cooling online at designairservice.com. Uh, Producer Joe. All What's right. this? It's oh, my God. What are you doing? Uh, Producer Joe, Gangster Pete has music for you. No, I think that was at Joe's office. So, Joe. <laughs> so strange to me. Uh... <laughs> So so incredibly strange. I, what is so? What is what is specifically so strange? <laughs> I uh, I'm not quite sure why uh, why one I have theme music, uh, but two um, why it would be that uh, or what the uh, what you would be insinuating. But neither here nor there uh, for a show that talks about not wanting to kink shame or do anything of the sort. Sex positive show. You're right. Seem to be. It does seem to be a very, very anti-gay show, one way or another. This uh, podcast but, you're saying is you know, an anti-gay podcast. No, 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 no. No, the show that you do every morning, uh, everything is gay, or you're insinuating. <laughs> I don't weird think so. I think a lot of the guys who listen want to sleep with us. That's what I think. I think they really want to sleep well, with Doug, and if he's not available, they'd like to bang me. That essentially is what I think's going well, on. Well, at least you're not related, since uh, somebody on your show did happen to sleep with uh, their aunt, I believe. That was referenced last week. Sally. Still still not a Hoosier. Just, just to be clear, still not a Hoosier uh, when you sleep with your uncle's wife. Uh, I mean, I, I just, off the top of my head, off the top of my head, uh, he has stolen goods from a laundry room that he proclaims is not a problem if he just uses other people's detergent, has stolen stuff out of people's apartments because, well, they're not coming back, mm -hmm. has slept with his uncle's wife, uh, <laughs> smokes, smokes, not only does he smoke, but he smokes Salem's, I believe. Um, and this week uh, didn't find anything remotely Hoosier about uh, having oral relations at a strip club in front of a bunch of people. Um, but well, will once again proclaim that he is not a Hoosier and, uh, has the world just all figured out. That's, uh, that's the guy you work with every single day. And, uh, 
Doesn't seem to be anything wrong with that. But, you know, you play some theme music for me. Congratulations. Pete. You produced something for the first time in a year. I got what I want. Wow, 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 wow. I got exactly what I was looking for out of that. Thank you, Joe. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm here to deliver. Uh, and deliver I will, bitches. All uh, right. First game up, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, over 61 and a half. Georgia State 4-0 against the spread uh, totals this year. Four overs. Coastal Carolina 3-2. Georgia State just plays defense optional over 61.5. Last year, these two teams combined for 52 points. Uh, it will be another high-scoring output. The year before that, it was 37-31. And the year before that, was 27-21. So lots of points scored, although... Uh, Grayson McCall I, is out. I, it's all right. Points will be scored. Next up, Iowa State, Kansas, over 52.5. Kansas this year, 5-0 and uh, overs, uh, or 4-0-1, and depending upon what number closed at, but has uh, gone over in every single game. Iowa State, 2-3, and 41-31 game last year. I'll go over 52.5. Next up, uh, Titans, minus 6 against the Bengals. Uh, a bounce back uh, week, I think, for the Titans. And on top of it, I just don't think Cincinnati's good. I bet against them last week. We'll bet against them again this week. And uh, I will lay the six points. Cincinnati's still not very good against the run. 4.9 yards allowed uh, per carry, while the Titans carry for 4.7 yards every time. A lot of Derrick Henry in this game. I like that pick, uh, Joe. Next up. That's, that's, oh, that's a like solid it? pick, I think. Yeah, it's a good spot for, for the Titans. I appreciate it. I like the Steelers, and it was on my list, but I can only bet so many games, so I had to cut that one out. So I did like that Steelers pick by you, too. Uh, wow. Next up, time to fade Texas. Bonding. I guess the, big, the, the best team in the uh, Big 12, Oklahoma State, minus 3.5 against Texas. Uh, Texas just isn't good. Should have lost the Texas Tech game, did lose against TCU, and did lose against Oklahoma. Uh, I, will, uh, I will rack up their third loss of the week this, uh, this year, coming up against Ohio, or Oklahoma State, pardon me, minus 3.5. I like that pick. And then finally, thanks. I love you, Joe. And I then, love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just trying to make up for such a weird song. And uh, finally, <laughs> I'll go over it. three with with Chelsea and Burnley. Over there it is, three, yeah. Chelsea and Burnley. That's Saturday at ten a.m. Uh, you know, time change. Uh, times changed already in uh, in England, whereas ours changes on what Saturday night, Sunday morning. Times already shifted there. So the first game of the week this year or this weekend is at seven thirty for the Premier League, not six thirty as is typical. Think about that. All right, now you're no, thinking about it. Wait, so what does that mean? What What does that mean? Like, what's well, the impact I mean, on the game? Like, the, the players are going to be more sleepy? Usually the game starts at 6.30. No, I'm just saying for viewing. Oh. For viewing. <laughs> okay. Just for viewing. <laughs> just for viewing. Cause every, yeah, because everyone's, everyone's watching. Right. Say something, Joe. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, 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 I it may have cut out. I'm not really quite sure what was said, so I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I mean, is Pete in your head with the it's raining men thing? <laughs> I, I, it's just so strange to me, you know. Like, uh, I, I, I'm not sure how it happened or when it happened or why it happened. To be honest with you, that 
Uh, someone when, said that I was a homosexual 16 years ago after I moved here. It is the truth. Like, why is this guy who's, who, if anything, like out of everybody on the show, you know, has done pretty well for himself with regard to the appearances of his significant others? I got to tell you, Gangster Pete G-Unit, he's done well for himself. Oh, I know. I met his girlfriend. I, I was just messing with Joe. He, I, I knew he was in his head a little bit. He really, uh, but yeah, this is before, this is before the unfortunate anal bleed in Jupiter. This goes back to 2004. Yeah. Oh, people were calling him nothing to do with. People were calling him gay before the. Oh anal yeah, bleed? absolutely. Because the anal bleed well, was the I ankle tat, right? That could get. I don't confusing. think it was the ankle tat either. That happened on the same day of the flea kicker against right. Missouri in 1997. So there's no no it one is. knows why. Uh, well, I mean, he has a landing strip, but we didn't find out about that until 2007. So I really don't know what started it. Huh? You still have the landing strip? Also strange. Uh, we're not going to talk about my genitals, and uh, I, uh, I, I, I just you take don't that get as a yes. I, I've never understood it. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Would have been a good clip for I mean, the show. I wonder why people think you're gay. I, I don't. I, I no. It's it's Hoosiers like Iggy uh, <laughs> that start attaching silly label. Like that's the thing. It's like it's such a small minded thing, uh, and you know, like it's just bizarre to me. It, it really, really is. It's simple people who have, they look for a reason not to like somebody. And it's just like, well, can't quite come up with anything. I mean, you could pick so many things not to like about me, but we're just going, ah, he's gay. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Why would anyone so like you less if you were gay? I mean, there's nothing wrong with being I, I gay. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe I so. I, I'm, I'm all for it, but it's just not me. I, I have never been uh, with a man. I, I haven't sat in a hot tub while doing cocaine with a notorious <laughs> homosexual gentleman. I've done like nothing even close to any of it yet. It's like, Oh, well, and then, then the other, you know, whatever. It's also stupid, but I just don't get it. And yet Pete, yet Pete buys in and it's so strange. Oh, I don't I think don't you're a gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> but then what was the reasoning behind the song? Like, I just don't get it. Because we need some of your rants for show content. Yeah, he he totally set all that you up. To do, all you have to do is, I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, you don't need to play something like that. Say, hey, Joe, what are your thoughts? And bam, I can lay them out for you. I'll try that next uh, week. You don't. It'd be significantly easier on your end, uh, plus less bizarre. <laughs> well, you know, I was pushing for that song to be played weeks ago, but you were winning. You so were responsible for it. I wasn't responsible for it. Well, if you were pushing for it, how the fuck were you not responsible for it? <laughs> I, well, I think it was Pete's idea. Uh, but yet you pushed I, I supported him to do it. it. And, he, and since Joe kept winning, he goes, we can't play the Raining Men song while he's having good betting weeks. And I, I was against that idea. I think we could play it every week. But apparently Joe doesn't like it. Wow, it has nothing. I just, I, I was just looking for the reasoning. At least you have a song. I don't even reasoning. have a song. Uh, we'll, it would take we'll what, get you two a song, seconds pal. for you to find a song. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you're gonna love it too. Uh, well, it uh, better not be calling me gay. I'll tell you what. I mean, if you are, you are. But I don't get it. I really don't. Maybe somebody has a reasoning why it all came to be. I don't know what it could possibly be. I honestly, be, as somebody who has been here for it all. 16 years. I don't know how it happened. I really don't know how it happened. Uh, you had a girlfriend from the beginning. You've had a variety of different uh, female love interests over the years. And I don't know how it happened. I really don't know how it happened. 
I, I, I like Buck Swope might know the answer. You know, that's the only person I can turn to because he knows everything about the show. I don't know. What happened. Uh, either way, gangster. No, Pete, do, I don't... do you have a lock of the week uh, by chance? Uh, just so happens I do, Tim. Wow, wow, wow. And we head back out to the SEC where LSU is at Auburn. Uh, LSU hasn't missed a beat with TJ Finley at quarterback. Uh, they went up for over 500 yards last week. TJ Finley's 6'6", 250 pounds. Did you watch him on TV at all? He is a monster. He does not look like a quarterback. But uh, I don't think that Auburn is going to be able to stop their uh, offense. I think LSU's D looked better last week. I think uh, two and a half points isn't enough. LSU minus two and a half. They're going to blow the doors off Auburn. Boom. You're buying into the tiger of the LSU variety. Uh, against Auburn, I am. Yeah, Auburn, what's going on there? I mean, they were lucky to win the last yeah, two games. I know. There was that uh, play last week where it hit the, the kicker turner's finger and went in the end zone, and they didn't, they didn't look at the play. It was obviously that obvious that it hit him. they would have lost the game. Does sure. the Gus bus finally come to a stop? Yeah, I think I, you can't get lucky every week. Uh, let's see who's up next. The great producer Joe is with his luck. No, I, I was the last place. I made the last pick. Oh, well, that's right. G-Unit, you're up next with the luck. Or is it me? I'll just go mm, for the you, purposes Tim. of getting uh, getting the show over with. No, <laughs> it's, no it's, that is actually G-Unit. He was 2-3. and three. I was 2-4. and four. Then it's Joe. He's just got to calculate games below 500. It's not easy to do. Mm. Pitt at Baltimore. 46-and-a-half <laughs> over. Lock. You love it. Love it. I'm going Chiefs, Jets, under. I think you can buy yourself a home in Ledoux or Huntley by betting Jets unders. I really do. I, I mean, they just can't do anything offensively. I was looking at that. They really can't do anything offensively. It's kind of similar to what I think Pete identified with Kentucky for his Georgia play. Right. They just cannot do anything offensively. In the NFL, they get comfortable, and they're just like, okay, let's run it up to 55 points. They just go, okay, this is, that's enough. This group can't do anything. So the Chiefs are going to win comfortably, but, you know, I mean, you think the Jets are going to score 14 points? No. Nope. I can't imagine. I think all overs on the Chiefs running back props. I mean, I, the Jets and their run defense? No, just on, on the Chiefs. They'll get up and start running yeah, a lot. No, They'll just want to get saying. the game over with. Uh, so I go well, under that's the on the Le'Veon Jets. Le'Veon Bell revenge game. Going oh, yeah. Nice play. Yeah. Oh, nice play, Joe. Nice angle. Nice angle. Interesting. Uh, Restoration Ooh. One of CentralStLouis.com is a wonderful sponsor of this podcast. I don't know if anybody's ever had water damage in their basement. Oh, my goodness, if you do, though. Oh, my goodness, if you do, if you do, Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com is the place to go. It's Jim Rogers. He had a nice finish in the uh, Lemmings Open this past Friday. I think his group was like 10 under. Good score on that day. Yeah, the Hawk was, the Hawk was up, Joe, at uh, Gateway. I know that's your track. Uh, holy crap, it was uh, freezing it was and the wind was blowing. Week. Yeah, yeah, it was up all week last week. It's always up at Gateway, even if it's not windy in St. Louis. You but go over more, there, it's windy. But more, more up, more up. Oh, yeah, it was nuts. That little uh, par three that's like 115 yards, like a gap wedge, maybe a Number wedge. 12? Yes. Uh, I hit a seven iron, and I couldn't get it across the water, and a guy who is probably the longest driver I play with uh, had to wind up hitting a six to make sure that our group was on. A six iron. Mm-hmm. He's a bomber. That's how crazy the and wind it's was. Chilly. Yes. And it's chilly, so the ball's not traveling quite as far. Uh, that Yeah. Where was the tee box? Because uh, the tee box there is being uh, redone. Yeah, it was, it was back. Yeah, back. so I mean, in the normal, and probably if it were if it were normal conditions, I would have hit like a maybe nine or wedge. But I mean, it, it was a yeah, three were you guys club difference. White or blues? Uh, white for that tournament. Okay. All right. Yep. 
Eight under was where yeah, we finished, and we hit all greens in regulation, but number 17 and parred that one. Uh, Munganest is another sponsor of this wonderful podcast. I just got my car from Munganest. I'd like to recommend Munganest to our audience. St. Louis Acura, where precision meets performance, can be located a half mile west of 270 at the corner of Manchester and Mason. St. Louis Acura, come see why we're better than ever, or visit the Alton Toyota store to see why their new lineup is turning heads, located at 850 East Homer Adams Parkway in Alton, Illinois. Producer Joe, is this your turn? It is. Uh, what, what, oh, we have Manchester United over two and a half. No, uh, actually, United are playing today in a Champions League game. Uh, so I do not want to wager on United at this point without knowing what happens uh, injury wise, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I am actually not on a soccer game. Wow. For my lock. My lock is matching something that Pete did. Uh, Dogs. In all actuality, I am, Bulldogs? I'm going. Uh, no, uh, I am on Ohio State. I was on them last week as my lock, and I will be on them this week as my lock. I think uh, I think they put an absolute thumping on Penn State. Oh, Buckeye. Stargell Star. There Love it is. It. It's all in. Yeah. Uh, thank you 12. to uh, yep. Gangster Pete. Thank you to G-Unit. Thank you to Producer Joe and the Mark Hanna Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines. Thank you to Restoration One. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna, Munganess. Uh, Jamie Burkhardt at Munganess, loyal listener of this program and of the uh, Ryan Kelly morning after. Uh, Design Air Heating and Cooling, Seth Goldcamp, online at designairservice.com, and James Carlton, carltoninsurance.net. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Pick 6 Podcast on the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.